listeners, this is Abby back again with Life Shadows, and today I have with me a very special guest who was the very best friend of mine that was with me the day that my dad died, and I promised you guys that I would bring her in for an interview, so here she is. So I will now kind of turn stage over her. She'll tell you a little bit about who she is, um, kind of maybe a little about how she got to know my dad, um, their connection, and then we'll jump into some interview questions. Very casual setting here. We are on vacation together in Hawaii. So, just kind of chilling down by the beach. So, I think we'll have some pretty easy talks. So, I'm now going to turn it over to Leela. Hi there, um, friends. I'm Leela, um, one of Abby's good friends. Um, listening to these podcasts brought me right back to um, the, the night, I guess, itself and what I experienced and really gave me chills over and over again um, just because it felt it, it all came back. I don't know, reminding myself, wow, that was real, that happened. Um, even to this day, it's such a vivid memory. Um, and it definitely will never leave. But at the same time, I'm so, so thankful that I experienced what I did, as awful as it was. Um, leave it to Abby now with the questions she might have. <laughs> yeah, okay, so just kind of just go through some things that I have always wanted to ask her and um, hopefully it'll give you guys a little bit more of a background on her in general. So Leela, um, how long have you known my dad for? Wow. Um, Abby's dad I've known basically since I first met her. I believe we met in third grade. Um, we might have wow, seen yeah. each other around. <laughs> That's when we really started. I invited her over one day. We started playing together, doing gymnastics. Yes. And I went over to Abby's house. And first, I guess the first vibe that I ever got from her dad was just like I instantly felt at home I wasn't scared to go her house ever it was like the first house I wanted to sleep over I'd beg my mom like oh can I go to Abby's you know like her dad was always sitting at the kitchen table with us eating a home-cooked dinner asking questions telling jokes sharing his history everything yeah um I'm just curious so did my dad feel like a father figure to you yes Yes. Yeah, so I think the feeling definitely uh, reciprocated. Her parents definitely felt like my second parents. Like if I had anybody I wanted to consult or just wanted to like let my emotions out, I knew mm-hmm. that they were there for me. And I just was curious if that's how you felt too. Because I think we were just so tight growing up. It was just like a second home for us. For sure. Yeah. Abby lived right down the road from me um, for many years. And I think, like I said, instantly I fell at home around both of her parents. And I don't know what it was, but you felt like you could tell tell him anything and everything it was almost like some things I couldn't tell my own parents I felt like I could tell him yeah and advice anything mm-hmm. yeah I think that's really special and um I think that's gonna really um help our listeners here kind of understand why you experienced the way you experienced after um my dad did pass because she definitely had her own set of emotions that she went through that were somehow similar and somewhat different than mine and I think that some people might say oh she's just a friend how could she feel the way she felt but if you understand the connection that she did feel um I think it's very reasonable that she did feel the pain and the loss and today she's still somebody I can go to um and just heart to heart have a conversation I know she'll understand you know I don't have to explain how I feel it's just oh give me a hug I can feel that for sure um so I think it's just been something really special that we've shared for many years and um so yeah, um, tell me about, so you came over that night that he died. Um, how are you feeling that night? Like, did you um, think things were normal? Did anything seem off? Yeah, overall, everything felt normal. We were having a good time. Um, 
we were, yeah, goofing around in the kitchen, like Abby said. And I was, I, I never had a problem sleeping. I slept very well at Abby's house always. She'd pull out her big mattress and I was on the floor lying there. And I was in a, I, I, I was in a pretty deep sleep when all of this, all like all of a sudden I looked, Abby wasn't in the bedroom. All I could hear was screaming, shrieking, fear. It was like, I was like, oh my gosh, something bad is going on. And I could hear some words, dad, can't find him. I, I was laying there, felt like I shouldn't get up, couldn't get up. My heart was pounding. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was just dead panic. Like, what is going on? This is not good. Oh my gosh. I was, am I dreaming? This is middle of the night. Um, the first, yeah, the first shock of it, even when I didn't know what had happened was a very scary feeling. Um, yeah. So, um, I wonder, did you feel in that moment when we were running to the sauna and we kind of knew that something really bad had happened, did you feel awkward being there given that you weren't immediate family or how did you feel placement-wise? A little bit. Actually, as soon as I knew something bad was going on, I was thinking, oh my gosh, why am I here right now? Whatever is happening, I, wow, I'm not part of the family. I, that's why I felt like I should stay in the bedroom. I'm going to stay here until Abby comes, comes and gets me. That way I'll feel okay to go out. Um, and shortly after it was that Abby herself came get me and was, um, yeah, there was a lot going on and I still was like, felt bad for being there almost. I was like, is there anything I can do? Anything I can do, you know, but really it was like, there's only so much you could do, but sit and watch with them. And it was, I felt like it was hitting me so strongly too. I just couldn't even imagine, um, what was going on in their heads and, and hearts at the time. Yeah, that's very true. I can definitely understand that feeling to some degree. Um, so, I mean, you're able to stay with us for most of the night until your parents came to get us. Can you explain how that felt for you? Yeah, so little did I, I mean, of course, when we found out Abby's dad had passed, um, we were all devastated. I still felt like I maybe should stay out of the house, leave her, leave them alone for like personal family time. I really didn't know what they wanted, what I should do. I felt like I was being a big burden, a big pain. I was the one saying I felt like, oh my gosh, Abby, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like, oh, whereas I can't even imagine they must've been feeling much worse. And Abby was over there making me breakfast and really caring for me, which was crazy. It made me feel like, wow, I'm just, yeah, I'm just a big burden to be here. No, but uh, from my point of view, that was, I'm glad she was there. Um, just given that my dad had died and I needed, um, something to focus on other than just my immediate pain. Um, just cause I don't think I physically would have been able to go through that morning so having somebody else to kind of care for and she was still a guest in our house so you know I wanted to just provide for her so I think that was actually good you were there and then on a second note I think it was especially good you were there because you were my best friend throughout all of life Mm -hmm. I needed somebody to understand that pain and as terrible as it is to say that it's good you were there it helped me and I'm not sure if you have thoughts on that if it was worse or better for you that you were there yeah, knowing, I mean, now hearing Abby's side afterward, um, in hindsight saying she was glad I was there is really reassuring, I guess, uh, knowing that I didn't didn't make things worse or, you know, just being there um, throughout the whole night. Um, like Abby said, I, I dealt with my own effects from it, just being so close to her dad and her whole family and really being there personally. But I also feel like I've learned a lot from it and learned how to cope with things like tremendously I've I'll I'll use this in the future for sure Mm -hmm. that's true have you ever experienced loss like this other than this experience 
no in fact I'd say this was the biggest loss I've ever felt myself crazy as it is I've had great grandparents pass away um, relatives but um, perhaps it was the fact that I was there and saw it all unravel and felt the shock and every bit of emotion um, when yeah that awful night I guess yeah so did you experience a grieving process as well similar to mine or different or do you want to talk about that a little yeah um it was weird because I like Abby I, I never did have the sleeping issues I actually zonked out for slept and slept and slept I actually just felt very exhausted from it all um I also woke up every time thinking oh oh my gosh that wasn't a dream whoa that was real and I it did take me a while to convince myself that wow my best friend's dad actually did die and I'm not gonna I'm not just gonna go over to her house and talk to him like I always have before um overall I I was I we didn't talk about it too much every once in a while we kind of replay the night um I guess I I felt awkward as much as I would sometimes I just want to cry about it um at home it was hard with little siblings my mom and dad they'd be like oh what's wrong get all worried so I felt like I held that back for a while and in a way I was proud of myself like wow I'm holding it together well wow my mom probably thinks I'm coping real well with this um but in the long run that that was not good and why do you think that was not good um so going months I believe it was months after this happened enough time had passed that it kind of was still a vivid memory but um, thought that what I was feeling could not be related to this. Um, I think it was the next senior year of high school. Um, probably the worst, hardest year of my life mentally. Um, I had the strain of school. I had a lot on my schedule, sports, everything, very busy. I would go home on the daily with panic attacks, horrible chest pains, feeling like I couldn't breathe, feeling like I was dying. And I thought, I must have a medical condition. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a heart attack just like Abby's dad did. Um, Wow. That was very frightening. I I didn't even really connect it to Abby's dad besides for the fact that, oh, he had a massive heart attack. I'm going down too. I'm 18 and I think I'm going to die. Yeah. And every time I got it, it felt just as real. How scary. And it would happen randomly, sporadically. Um, It would also happen at times when I wasn't necessarily talking or thinking about that situation I'm not it was interesting to see uh, what triggered that Um, middle of the school day I'd be running out you know telling my teacher I think I'm having a heart attack checking my pulse I looked like a (laughs) hooligan you know (laughs) so I later on it unraveled into the horrible panic attacks um, anxiety I'd be going home from school laying on the couch and it would always end up in me just crying. I would cry and felt hopeless. Like, and I didn't really know what I was crying over. I mean, I guess I didn't understand the chest pains. It was frustrating. Um, it was like, in my mind now, I'm thinking all of the emotions I held back for the first few months after that happened really um, affected me in a much bigger way later on. Um, it was like my body's way of letting it out, I guess. For sure. And I definitely noticed that with her. I mean, there were times when I would firsthand see those panic attacks she had. And I just, I mean, at that time too, I had no idea what was going on with me. So I never once connected them with like, uh, 
like a very um like a post-traumatic stress right i never connected them to something big that happened in her life i just thought it was oh well there's lila you know having her issues and it was something that we sometimes joked about but also i knew it was serious because there are some awful experiences i've been with where she would you know like go down like you know have to lay down you know getting dizzy not feeling good you know can't breathe and um it became apparent that something was wrong um, did you any, did you ever notice any things that I went through, or how did that? Um, did Abby herself seemed very um, well well put together. I feel like I was like, there's no way this is related to that because Abby she seems she seems great right now. It's not affecting her. Um, she seems to be happy and thrilled and energetic. And um, I mean, it was just yeah. From when I for the most part. Abby seemed very, um, seemed to be doing very well from my point of view. Yeah. So, um, question here. So, um, would you have ever expected these results from my dad dying? No, um, not at all. Especially, I, I really thought after, yeah, a few weeks, few months, it would be a distant memory. I'd maybe get sad every here and there. Um, but we'd, we'd learn how to deal with it and just keep being ourselves keep yeah. having fun for sure um so i think this brings up a really interesting point of view on mental health um there's i think a very hidden message here about what it means to grieve properly and there really is no one way to grieve sorry about that there's some loud traffic behind us but i don't think there's no one way to grieve but i think that the important part is to grieve right and so i think that what we both really underestimated after my dad did pass away was the results of the death right we were both so young no experience in life and i think going forward we have something that a lot of people at our age do not have they don't know a first-hand death they were maybe not there when a parent or a, a loved one died right and i think we have this platform now we can talk to people about because everybody's gonna go through a loss of some sort and i think we can use this to our advantage not to our advantage, but to help other people if they're struggling. Um, and just as much as I was there, Lila was there. So it's really not much of a difference as far as just like seeing somebody dying or knowing that they're dead, you know, very close to you. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Just a mental health in a whole. Um, yeah, man, it made me realize how much of an impact your mental health can have physically on every every day of your life I mean it affected my whole senior year of high school um the way I uh, carried myself I just had so much fear inside me every and the fear itself was of having these panic attacks and it tired my mom out it tired my family everyone was exhausted hearing about how how much panic I was having on the daily um and that was just a large process in itself to um get past that I went doctor after doctor. Um, I talked to a couple of therapists. I really, I mean, I got heart et- et- ultrasound, sorry. Um, everything, I thought I had a medical condition. It was awful. Yeah, so I think it's interesting because she went the route of actually receiving care um, for what her issues were, and I, I didn't. Um, why encourage you to reach out to see people and seek a therapist? Um, I guess I got to the point where I was like, I, I have a problem. I can't do this. Um, I can't just help myself out, just me and myself. Um, Even when I was told, oh, this is just severe anxiety, 
I mean, after ruling out everything else, that's what everyone ended up telling me. The doctors, the chiropractors, the therapists, everyone came down to the conclusion, you have severe anxiety. Um, it was, I guess, I, it was hard to believe. I didn't want to believe them. I thought, mm-hmm. no, no, it can't feel like this. And they so began to ask, has, what has happened in the, or when did this start? And when I looked back at the time frame and thought about the things that had happened, what I had witnessed, what I was avoiding almost after that, too. There were some things I avoided to um, try to rid myself of Yeah, the I think it took her a long time to come to my house and to take a sauna, even, to even be in the sauna. Even, I think, it took a while for you to just come to my house in general. Yeah. And alone, it took years for her to even think about spending the night again. It was just very evident that she still had a lot of pain from that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think I've only slept at your house a couple times since. And, mm-hmm. I mean, in that time period when I was really struggling, I knew I would not sleep a week if I slept in that house mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And Which is crazy because I don't, I guess I, my mind would have just kept swirling and swirling in fear. Um, now I've came to the point of actually feeling very comfortable at Abby's house. Um, kind of feels like my second home again. Um, I have, yeah, no fear of going there, but... Again, the sauna, um, which is where that whole, where the death took place and where I watched from the deck of everything happening um, in that small building. Um, I don't, I didn't think I could ever, I remember me and Abby saying shortly after, I, we are never taking a sauna in there again. I don't think I can. And it was shocking because Abby's sister, who had lived out of town, um, she came right over, I think, not very long after at all and went right in that sauna didn't seem to phase her. So and it seemed almost to help her in a weird way. She yeah. felt closer, and I think... And she was more comforted, whereas me and Abby faced a lot of fear um, just thinking about walking into there and opening that door. Um, so that was a huge step, yeah. too. Um, before the question slips my mind, do you think that what we've learned from our experiences, um, do you think there is a stigma in this world that surrounds mental health? And is there kind of like, oh, you shouldn't talk about that. Like, why, why do you want to talk about pain? Do you think that exists? Because I definitely think I was kind of under this invisible pressure that said, your dad died, come back to work in a couple days, move on. For sure. Um, In fact, I worked my cashiering job the morning of. They said, I'm sorry, you have to come into work. I I had called them and explained to them my best friend's dad just died. Um, I was there for it. No understanding. Um, I ended up you know, having my mom on the phone did it. I couldn't physically go into work. It was way too much to handle, um, mm-hmm. mentally and physically. And even, yeah, as time passed, I mean, I didn't necessarily announce this to everyone the way I was feeling and my panic attacks, I would really play off and maybe, maybe I'd blame it on low blood sugar, low blood pressure. I really didn't know what was going on. And like I said, I thought it was a real medical condition. Um, and I think that's all related to the stigma around mental health, um, sure. problems and, so, like, if you were in a car crash, your coworkers would be extremely, yeah, like, respectful, don't come into work, right? So why do we not treat traumatic instances as if it really is, like, life being taken out of you? Why don't we treat them the same? Why do you think our society sees this as such a taboo thing? Yeah, and I'm not sure. I feel like that's something that, I mean, as a society, we definitely need to work on. And, I mean, just have it's crazy because when when you're in the situation you know how it feels um just how it feels to be mentally um unstable I guess 
you start to have empathy on other people. Um, and I know everyone goes through hard times, but it's, yeah, it really, there's definitely a level we need to get to um, in society where people... And you don't think we're there yet. There's I, I definitely, there's a lot more work mm-hmm. to do. Um, more more help would be awesome, you know, better even resources, better resources. Open conversations and... Um, For sure, just yeah. being able to talk about it um, mm-hmm. without, you know, feeling kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's why I never told anybody that I did feel depressed because... You know, people always associated me with happy, go lucky, giddy girl, right? So to say, guys, I actually feel terrible most days. Like, I cry myself to sleep if I even can. That has such a stigma. And, like, there's just, we've associated the word depression with, like, you're seeking attention. And I think that's terrible because I now know what it feels like to feel lost at everything. And um, I feel awful that I also, I think I myself use the stereotype to think of people, like, as depression. They do, they do, they're doing this themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. But it really is a hole that you need help getting out of. You know, you need assistance. For sure, yeah. In the past, I mean, I myself am guilty of um, seeing people who claim they have depression, and I'm sure they really did, and I really took it as, oh, they're just looking for attention, you know. And, I mean, now I feel like I'm able to look at it with a new mind, um, mm-hmm. knowing that, yeah, they they need help, and mm-hmm. there's things you can do for mm-hmm. sure. Um mm-hmm. It really is a process, and it's a real thing. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody who um, knows somebody who died, and they need help to move on? What would you, what is the biggest thing you've learned? What advice would you give? Um, I would say, again, kind of reiterating what Abby had said in the last, um, in her last talk, but don't, I mean, I myself, I feel like I completely skipped over the grieving process. And in the moment, I felt proud of it. I was like, "Wow, yeah, there I, definitely is that." I'm holding up. myself together. I haven't cried in a while, at least in front Society of anyone. Tells you to do that, right? Yep. Hold yourself together. Um, I've really been going on with my daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all fine, you know. Abby's dad is gone, but we're we're okay. We're doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, really didn't take the time to even. I even when the thoughts arose, I would almost brush them away. Like, oh, mm-hmm. think about something new. Think about something happy. Um, in a way, it was looking back I wish I would have just faced it yeah experience um, your thoughts get them out exactly you know dead on right up right off the bat um that's I guess what I wish I would have done initially yeah um where are you right now in the process do you think that you're close to being back to who you are or do you still have work to do um I am very happy with how far I've came mm-hmm. um of course there's times and days that you still still feel like you're struggling in some way or another um I feel like I've I'm better at pinpointing the triggers um kind of knowing what to do um I feel as though we can talk about it like a regular conversation in fact me and Abby I feel like sometimes our way of coping is to joke about um Mm -hmm, some things her dad said yeah Obviously, we have lots of cries together. <laughs> lots of cries, um, knowing when one another wants a hug, needs a hug. Um, I think there's just, like, no yeah. doubt with us. Like, there's there's yeah. no question. Like, yeah. if somebody's just needing it, they need it. For sure. So, it really does help to have, have a partner in crime there with you. For sure. Yeah. Um, do you have any other last things you want to add to this? Anything um, of importance that you want to tell anybody? Or if you just want to go off on a tangent on your mind? Yeah. Um... I guess, yeah, I would say just being a bystander and it not being my own dad, I really didn't expect it to, something to affect me. So it's really, 
it is crazy how something I mean, how a loss in general, even if it's not, say, your own dad, your own sibling, can really take a toll on, on you mentally and physically. Again, I'd like, I'd like to say again how thankful I am for being there that night and for really experiencing it firsthand. I feel like I'm, I can read Abby, not read her mind, but mm-hmm, I can really much. understand. <laughs> I can really understand, you know, where she's coming from when she talks about it. Um, I know a little more at a different level what what she went through and is going through still today um again I wish I could be more of a help and I'm no therapist myself but I yeah it at least you can feel the empathy when you really were there yourself definitely yeah that's a huge part of it um yeah I I definitely am very thankful for all of the patience she's given me and just kind of we've been this together I can't imagine if I had to navigate this world by myself I would be it would take me years to probably realize that I needed help and I need to confront myself. And so I think we keep bouncing ideas off each other, keep talking, it keeps making our minds, you know, think, okay, this probably isn't normal to think this way. We, we need to change ourselves. We need to grow. And um, just knowing that somebody's there for you, ready to catch you when you fall is probably the best feeling in the world. So sure. very, very grateful for her. Yes. Thank you, Abby, for uh, letting me join in on your podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she'll make her appearance and more. So thank you all for listening and we will talk later. Goodbye. Good.